Hello and welcome play-by-play podcast Rugby World Cup edition, our first episode. Jordan Hughes with you, brought to you by the Media Vintage Sports Network and joining me for the next two months covering all Rugby World Cup. To my left, the man, one of the best playmakers in the competition this year, Bonnie University Chief Playmaker, Tyler Campbell. TC, how are you, man? Yeah, good. Looking forward to it. Going to be a good few weeks. And then joining him is a man that loves a bit of media. He's been the best player in the competition this year for Queensland Premier Rugby. An absolute electric winger, Ringan Stowers. Ray, how we doing? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. It's been a good year of getting Ray behind a microphone, so we'll see how we go yep. this afternoon. So, of course, boys, we're just days away from the World Cup. Uh, how are we feeling about it all? What do you reckon? Um, I'm pretty excited, I think, in terms of a World Cup this year. It's probably the closest we've seen in rugby. There's um, mid-tier nations have sort of all improved, so going to be a tight World Cup and I think there's going to be a lot of fan interest sort of into every game. So, Plenty of storylines to go through but we'll, how we'll run today is a full preview of the uh, each pool, each team so uh, we'll get straight into it starting with pool number A and you two are probably the best people to talk about this team. New Zealand, uh, I guess it's been a sort of a hot and cold last sort of 18 months. How do you sort of see them? So I'll start with you, Ray. What do you sort of think? I think um, most World Cups leading into it, you know, we have a, we have a loss going into the World Cup, but I don't think it takes away any confidence with how New Zealand will always perform at a Rugby World Cup, so I think I still think they'll be unreal, they'll be one of the teams to beat, definitely, you know, one of those top four teams. Of course, they're fourth in the world, Ian Foster's last uh, crack at it before he gets swapped over, um, how do you sort of see their back three, Tyler, how that's going to play out, like Bowden Barrett, where's he going to come into it, you reckon? I, I think Bodie plays at 15. Um, I think he's sort of grown into that position this year in particular and his tactical kicking has been huge and then Will Jordan's got to be there. He's probably when he's on the best yeah. in world rugby. And Do you reckon best at, um, yeah, you're not a fan? I reckon, oh, how can you not play Will Jordan at fullback? But yeah, yeah well, it's going to happen. Gotta be there. Yeah, oh, I agree, he should be 15, but he won't be. Yeah. I, think, yeah. Yeah, I think Jordan's got to work a bit more on his kicking game too yeah. and he'll He'll get that nod, but he's our future fullback. And then I reckon they'll go with uh, Mark Talia. Yep. But Bolter hasn't had many minutes. Is that a Moni Narawa? Oh, yeah. I, I do think he's one that if he gets a few games or if there's an injury, he could sort of, sort of step up, and I think he wouldn't miss a beat. Like, he's just an electric Fijian winger, and New Zealand always thrives having that big Fijian winger. So, um, Mark Talia's good. I'm glad to see him getting a crack. He was unbelievable oh, in Super Rugby. 100%. For a couple of years now. I yeah, reckon. he definitely deserves it. So I guess we saw the warm-up games. We got You guys got smoked by the Springboks. How do you guys sort of look at that? Um, outside of that Springbok game, I thought we had very good prep coming yeah. into this. Um, 100%. We were five, I think five from five this year, hmm. or four from four or something, and we were building really nicely. But then obviously on the weekend just got and got a bit of a wake-up call and I kind of want to thank South Africa. Yeah, might want get them back into gear. Yeah, I think it sort of wakes us up. And we can't make jet lag an excuse at a World Cup or anything like that. So I think that's going to be a bit of a kick for us. And hopefully throwing into round one, um, we can sort of get some momentum going. So we'll see how the All Blacks go. Uh, next up, the hosts, France. Of course, they are third in the world rankings. They've got DuPont. He's the world's best player. Obviously, they just lost to Mac, the 10. Uh, what impact can that all play, Tyler? Um... Oh, good thing about French rugby is they got a lot of depth at the moment. Uh, I think it's, it's Jellybert. Yeah, I'm not yep. sure how to pronounce it, but he's coming in. But I think the combination between him and the point will be the sort of deciding factor for them. Um, both of them love to attack. Intermax sort of used to step back, let the point do his thing, and sort of when he needed to have a go, had a go. 
or is Jellibert just bang like he's yeah he's I reckon he's right. class I don't reckon they lose much with him coming oh. in no it's just that sort of combination if that clicks then they're still going to be dangerous because he's a very good footballer so Ray they're the favourites to win it do you yep. reckon France will uh, I guess they play New Zealand first start do you reckon this is their, their time I think in pool games France you know like they haven't really excelled most years in rugby world cups but when they get to the finals, beating them in a final is a completely different thing to beating them in a pool game. I think still top of that pool, New Zealand, but France, obviously. In front of their home fans. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be Unreal. Um, so we'll run through, obviously, all the teams, but we won't have as much information on some of the, the lower tier. Um, Italy, I guess this has been probably the best team they've had in a while. Um, they obviously, they've beaten, they beat Australia last year. They've beaten Wales in the last sort of 12 months. They'll, they'll push. They'll be competitive. Oh, I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll get blown out. I love watching their fullback play. That is it, Campazzo, Campizio. I can't think. Of yeah. A little fella. Oh, he's like he's good feet, eh? So yeah, he's electric. A freak. Like he could be one of those guys yeah. in the tournament that sort of turns a few heads because he's still young. But I just don't think they have the firepower at the moment to compete with NZ in France unless. Sort yeah. of things don't go well for either of those top two teams. Mm. The interesting about this, obviously they do the pools like three years ago, isn't it? Which is stupid because you see all these good teams on the one side of the pool. I think they've got to change that. Um, so Uruguay is also in that pool. Obviously they beat Fiji at the last World Cup. They retain the majority of their squad. Uh, I'm sure they'll be targeting that Italy game, I'd say. Oh, 100%. But those teams come into the World Cup just wanting to get one win and you watch them celebrate. It's a party I'd love to be yeah. involved with. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Namibia is also in the pool, still looking for their first World Cup win. It's just great to have all the countries involved, I guess. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, next up we go to Pool B, and this one's probably a doozy. Uh, the Springboks have started the defending champions, looking really strong, looking for to be the first team to win it four times in the history. Got to be up there. I reckon Pool B is the death pool. Yeah. The, the teams in there, South Africa, Ireland, Scotland... Even Tonga now coming up. Tonga's yep. had some good games leading into this World Cup. I think that's going to be the pool that, you know, you, you don't know who's going to go through. Obviously, you're you're leaning towards South Africa and Ireland, but that's definitely a pool of upsets. Have you seen that Cannon Moody on the wing for the Springbok? He's a fucking oh, weapon. Yeah. He's, good. he's young as well. Young, though. yeah. So he's a real X factor for them. He um, played 13, didn't he? In one of the games. Maybe one of the warm-ups he might yeah. have, yeah. Uh, but they've all got they've got Jesse Creel, Delende, uh, they've got experience there. How do you sort of see them, Tyler? Um, South Africa is an interesting one. I I do think their coach takes a few gambles. Mm. I think we saw that on the weekend. They went with a seven-one split on their bench. <laughs> that was seven ridiculous. forwards, one back. <laughs> what a risk! Um, but the thing with that is obviously their pack is their strength. Like they will bash you, bash you, bash you, and then they bring on seven forwards that are just as good because they got they put Malcolm Marks on the bench at times. Like that's how good of the depth they have in their forward pack. Yeah. But obviously the risk of that is you lose a 10 or you lose two backs. I know Quagga Smith can sort of trot out on the wing from his sevens days, yeah. but that, that, that could come back and backfire at them. But did I you, think did you see um, nicely. Sorry to interrupt. Did you see Khaleesi ACL back after like four months? Oh. Like how do you do that? You, you would know. What, what You've done two of them. What's that like? What's that like? Look, I, I wasn't running until four months. Mm. You're always told you can't run until... That sort of four month or three and a half month mark, so not sure what's going on in South Africa. Could be a bit of the farm. I saw the yeah, all the captures yeah, the just farm. like juice needles, yeah, like, yeah. all of it, that. So it doesn't help that one's just been done. Yep, true. But no, uh, like he's a unreal athlete, mm. and I actually don't think he's probably one of the people that would go down that path. 
Yeah. Yes. No, he's one of the good guys. Though. Seems like one of the most perfect human beings you can come across. Yeah, a good guy. And I reckon he probably <laughs> had his op um, and just locked into his rehab because, you know, he's passionate about his country. He's a captain and I think he really wants to be in this World Cup. And mm-hmm. you watched him on the weekend and even the week before, you wouldn't have noticed that he's just come off an ACL. Yeah. It was kind of scary how well he's playing after four and a half months. Yeah, so look out for the Springboks once again. Uh, a team that I'm looking forward to seeing, Ireland. Uh, they have been unbelievable. Johnny Sexton, he's 37 years of age. This is probably his last last track at it. Um, same situation, they could place France or New Zealand in the quarters. Uh, can Ireland win it all this year, do you think? Uh, I think they've got the team too. I think there's a lot of pressure on them though. Yeah, because everyone's expecting it now. Yeah, like, yeah. As you, did you say they haven't gone past the quarters? No, ever. Like, and that's a... It can kind of, for teams, be a bit of a burden where you're so focused on doing that, you kind of forget what you're doing in your build-up and you sort of don't get things right. I know Sexton's out for the first couple of games. Your first couple, yeah. Probably should have been more. I don't think you can make a threat like that to a referee. <laughs> but yeah, I, That's rich from you, mate. You're pretty uh, broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not telling refs I'm going to beat them up. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they've not got so field, many... Anyway. <laughs> they've got so many... Um, Quality footballers across the board. Obviously, the reigning world rugby player of the year. So, if they show up, they'll be hard to beat. And they play a very good brand of footy. The, their ability to throw those sort of back balls out the pods and hit those forward runners running short. Like, they're so good at it and they get good, such good game line and then they dominate set piece. So, mm. really, it's their World Cup to win. Mm. It's just whether that pressure sort of affects them. I was going to say, Ree, uh, Mac Hansen on the wing. What have you made of him? Obviously, left Australia to go to Ireland. It's worked out a treat for him. Yeah. Um, I, rem- I remember I versed him once when we went down to Sydney. And, you know, like nothing like unreal, but like just one of those players that gets in there, does a gritty, and get him on a world stage around players, you know, at an unreal level. And players, players thrive under that, you know, sort of limelight. And he, he's one of those players that can create something from nothing and, I reckon that's one of the most important things that you need as a winger or back three player. Isn't it funny how you put someone in a professional program, how the jump can be? Oh, like, as you said, NRC a few years ago, like he was, you know, yeah, like, good, but nothing good, good amazing. Good player, yeah, but nothing amazing. Get, get them around even better players and all they have to do is their job. Yeah, unbelievable. So look forward to him to be an X Factor. Yeah. Uh, Bundy Arke, he's one man, obviously... Do you ever cross paths with him over in New Zealand at all? Uh, no, a little bit before my time. Yeah. I did cross a little bit with uh, James Lowe. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So I did go up against him and did a little bit of stuff as sort of an 18-year-old training in that hmm. Chiefs environment when he was there. But, yeah, I think it's there's more New Zealanders in the Irish team than the Kiwis. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it's crazy. So, yeah, he's a weapon as well. Uh, move over to Scotland now. Uh, a team on the rise as well. Stuart Hogg recently retired. He's gone. Uh, yeah, how do you see these guys are placed? Who's that fly half that they got? In Russell. Yeah, oh, my awesome. goodness. He's the key, isn't he? He is next level. I, I think they can do an upset. Yeah, look for them, I reckon, to push. Like they've got a very good sort of tier of players that, you know, probably not the depth, mm. but that starting 15 can be dangerous. And if Finn Russell's on, like, that team is flowing good. But obviously he has those days where all the trick plays aren't coming off. But yeah. if he goes against the island or South Africa and things go right, I could be a little bit worried because he's probably one of the most electric players in the world, Yeah, especially when he's sort of, there's little kicks, there's passes he can throw, it sort of throws teams off and yeah. if Scotland get their momentum up, I can see them knocking off a South Africa. Right? 100%. Um, could they're fifth in the world on the rankings now, currently. Uh, Tua Pilotu, Sione Tua Pilotu, do you ever cross paths with him? He played obviously with NRC Melbourne, I think. 
Maybe, maybe a bit. Um, so he's my age. Yeah. Uh, he was Aussie schools the year before me because he left a bit earlier. But he, I think me and him played each other in Queensland 16s. Mm. And even then, like in a Rebels side before Melbourne rugby sort of grows like mm. it has now, he was still a standout and a freak and yeah, okay. sort of running through everyone and a bit of a hit stick back then too. So Yeah. Quality uh, footballer. Hugh Jones at 13 too. Have you seen much of him? He's a weapon. Yeah. He's one of those players where you're like, oh, watch out. Yeah. So, yes, look for Scotland to hopefully uh, do a job. They'll be targeting that quarterfinal spot for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we get over to Tonga. Obviously, they are the benef- benefactor of the world rugby eligibility rules. Uh, Fekitoa, Piatau, Moala, Vea, Tofita. They're going to play exciting footy. Yeah. Um, you know, with Tonga, expect what you always expect when there's a bunch of Islanders <laughs> in the team. You know, hit hard, run hard, a little bit of razzle-dazzle. I think, yeah. In that pool, though, that's it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. That physicality from all those teams is just probably strongest in the world. I just think the two teams that come out of that pool are going to be bashed. Yeah. It's 100%. not like you can sort of rest players like other teams True. will be being because you've got four teams now that can sort of win a game of football, so you're going to have to go in strong. And I think with Tonga, they've just got to get their sort of set piece right. They haven't done as well as everyone probably hoped so far this year, mm. and it's probably been from set-piece struggle. Yeah. So if they get that set-piece right, I, I wouldn't want to go against them because Charles Piatel, for me, is the best 15 in the world. Mm. They've got 80 good. minutes in them as well. 100%. Yeah, for true. like probably the first time in a long ever. Time. Yeah. Um, obviously, Adam Coleman's in there, the former Wallaby. Yeah. He'll help set-piece ways, a big body. Uh, obviously, no for Lau. I was looking forward to seeing him in action. What, do you reckon he'll be a big loss? You're not worried with Piatel there? No. Uh, he didn't really show much on the wing. Yeah. I don't think his days as a winger are sort of there anymore as he gets up in age. He, yeah, what is he now, mid-30s? Like yeah. Getting on there, surely. Been around oh, for a yeah, long time. Yeah. I know he started young. Yeah, he but started very young. I'm, so. I'm going to say he's at least 33, but mm. yeah, I think with Piers out there, he probably doesn't get to do what he does best as a fullback. So I don't know if it's too big of a loss because there's some quality footballers, mm. footballers there, obviously with Fikitoa, uh George Moala when he comes back from a suspension. So I think... The backs isn't really the issue for them. It's if their forward pack fronts up. Yeah, looking forward to seeing them in action. And finally, poor old Romania. They've got a tough trot in this, <laughs> yeah. in this pool. Uh, they missed the 2019 World Cup. Uh, plenty of big bodies. Uh, Jason Tamani, a Queensland schoolboy back in the day. He's gone over there, played for Romania. So he's in the squad. The one that played for the Titans. Is that the same fellow? No, not that guy. You're uh-huh. thinking of the Brumbies one. He's um. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think it was more my age. He played uh, Queensland schoolboy. Oh, you went out. He came to Bond last, last year for a couple of trainings. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah right. There you go. So, yeah, he's going to be having a crack. Uh, next up, Pool C. This is going to be obviously one I'm looking forward to, and a lot of Australian public will be. We'll start with Wales up the top. Uh, really hot and cold of late. Dan Bigger, he's the playmaker. Um, they've lost to Australia, South Africa recently. Just beaten England in the warm-ups. What do you reckon? Oh, I honestly don't know what to make of them. Yeah. I do not know what we're going to get once it comes to that World Cup. Uh, I think they're probably done. Yeah. I don't have high hopes for them. I think there's five of their last 15 games, or five of their last 20 games they've won. They've got a 5-15 and 15 record. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously had issues with their player strikes and stuff at the start yeah. of the year. Switched up coach, brought Warren Gatlin back. I just think there's been a lot going on throughout Welsh rugby. and It's kind of disappointing because they were on the rise for a little bit before Gats left after his first stint. So not too sure how I feel about them. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I just don't think they've sort of had the best... Preparation coming into a World Cup. 
Yeah, I agree. I reckon they'll struggle. Um, next up, we'll go talk about the home side, the Wallabies. Uh, I'm interested to get your take first. Before we get into the team and all that stuff, uh, Eddie Jones, I want to... Obviously, we're none from five, from I don't know, two players that play the game at a high level. Re, what have you sort of made of his you know, coming into the team? I think like he's made it pretty clear that he is looking past this World Cup, but he's also picked a side that if this side can figure it out, if they can click, they've got Steve Hansen on board now as well. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, if anyone's going to help a team excel, that's a man that's going to do it. Not much time to work with, but... Real young team, but I think honestly, if they get it together, they top that pool. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, um, <coughs> I think I've liked that he's brought in. It's about putting Australian rugby back on the map. Mm. Like he knows that it's sort of dropped below sort of the NRL, AFL, and hasn't really had the success it had in its earlier years, so sort of that late nineties, early two thousands. So I do like that. That's their goal. Um, I I don't know if he's got a plan. I feel like he could be playing mind games. We saw that with when he was with England in the last World Cup. That yeah. It didn't look like it was going well, and they probably were the best team at that World Cup until South Africa tailed them up. Mm. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's sort of the same thing, especially for old Nongzi over there. Yeah, great to see obviously your teammate of you guys um, over there. like to see uh, Zane sort of be in a competitive World Cup team, not win it because we're still riding with New Zealand. But <laughs> I'll be there to celebrate with him if he does win it. Um, of course, obviously, the, the media towards Eddie, like, um, from why I see it, I guess working in the space, like they're so negative towards oh, him. Like he's trying to be positive, and yeah, he doesn't. Well, if doesn't there's anyone to be negative towards, it's probably he's not the one that no. you want to do it to because he was just a bite back. And I think having that, like your coach is leading from the front with that, like people mm. trying to tear you down, and he would just he won't stand for it. He yeah. he'll call someone out in front of all the media. He doesn't care. I think if Australia take that same mentality into the games pretty dangerous Tyler what are your thoughts on all this uh, I don't think he helps himself no yeah. <laughs> you, you can't sort of lose to Argentina and I think they got smoke from South Africa the week before and say we're going to beat the All Blacks he's a big headline guy eh? he, yeah. loves it. <laughs> he loves sort of putting it out there and I sometimes think he does it to take the distraction off the team mm. which is pretty you know yeah. special from a head coach so the team doesn't cop as much and everyone starts roasting Eddie and I think he knows he's got a lot of young guys You've got a young playmaker there in Carter Gordon, obviously. So I think maybe that's sort of his method to it. I'm not 100% sure. Otherwise, method maybe... Method to the madness. Maybe, mm. maybe he's so. just getting old and he's getting a little bit of... A bit senile. A bit senile. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure because I would love to be in that man's head for a little bit and see what he's thinking. Yeah, Obviously, you know, he knows what he's doing, so I, I hope he does. Um, we'll touch on the 10s, the obviously. Carter Gordon, he's the main man. No Cooper. Obviously, Donaldson, sort of that guy in the background. As a 10 yourself, Tyler, what do you reckon of... The playmakers. Um, I'm quite high on Carter. Mm. Like, obviously, he played against Carter last year, and the biggest thing for me is he's tough. Yep. Like, I remember when we played, I tried to give him a little bit of niggle, and he didn't back down when most 10s would. Yeah. So, you know, he's a very tough footballer. I think he's got a big future in the jersey. Um, I do think they probably should have taken another 10 who's played a bit of 10 at test level. Mm. If that's not Cooper, is it Noel Alessio? I know he's over there at the moment if they do need him on sort True. of standby. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think he'll do the job. I just think the biggest thing that can sort of rattle him is his goal kicking. Yeah, mm. that's our issue at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. His, his goal kicking hasn't been the greatest. <coughs> and there's no more Reese Hodge. You know, Nick White sort of dropped into that bench role as a goal kicking option. Yeah, who is? Um, Ryan Lonigan's not in there anymore. Mm. Yeah. So your only real goal kick is Carter. And if he's having an off day in the boot, you can't really sub someone in and, 
you know, I'm not a goal kicker, but you know, when my kicking's not going well, it sort of rattles my game, like mm, kicking yeah. for touch or that stuff. So that goal kicking can have a big effect on him. It's just whether he we can find a way to sort of take that pressure off a ten like Carter Gordon, who's young and got all the skill set. Yeah. So. Free, obviously, you've been in the backfield when Carter's been, you know, kicking towards you. Yeah. Um, really good kicking game. How do you sort of, sort of see him? Uh, I've also played with him, like, quite a lot, to be honest, all through Queensland schools. He was in both oh, okay. the teams that I was in. That was back when I was a halfback. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> Haven't grown since. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tough. No, nah, but I think, yeah, like Tyler said, one thing that's always stood out about him, he was skin and bone, literally, when we were in school, mm. but he would hit people. And his, his skills, his ability, passing, kicking, he has a massive boot. And when you're playing in the backfield, it's torture to see someone that you know they can just put it exactly where they want it. It's like you can't, you can't make any mistakes in the backfield. There's no doubt he's the future. Uh, what do you reckon about Donaldson? What do you guys make of him? I'm not convinced personally, but... Uh, it's, it's a tough one, obviously. Played a lot of fullback for the Tars because he's quite versatile. Hmm. Um, and then obviously the back end of the Tars season, it had been sort of announced he was going to the force, so they stopped playing him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was out of pettiness. So he hasn't played much football, football yep. at 10. Other thing on top of that is when he has played 10 for the Wallabies, I think that's when Italy got that upset. Um, obviously, I think they were down 30 to Wales, and they sort of subbed him off, and that's when the team came back. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right, yeah. So he doesn't have a good track record there. It's just, I guess you've got to sort of back a player like that and you do want that utility on your bench because yeah. he's going to be 22 every week. Yeah, I was going to say, do you reckon he'll just be the 22 covering 10, 15? Unless yep. they look at Nick White as a 10 option. Yes. Yeah, he has okay. to be on that sort yep. of 22 option every week. Yeah. Interesting to see how he goes. Um, yeah, because a lot of pressure on Carter, of course. Um, what do you make of the warm-up game against France on the weekend? Uh, it was close at half-time and then we got blown out. Do you read much into that? Uh, I do read into Vonavalu probably putting his best performance in yeah. a gold jersey. Mm. I think He's probably copped it a lot from the media, from fans, yes. from people sort of watching, and he sort of showed that he can be dangerous, especially under that high ball. Yeah. Um, I think it sort of just shows how good France are. Yeah. Um, thank you, Wallabies, for injuring their 12. So he's <laughs> yeah. going to miss the yeah. first game. Yep, so good. that might save the All Black bodies a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. But, um, Is that yeah. um, Dante? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did a bit of a hammy issue. Yeah, right. But I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah. I know Nella... Ateniello came out after the game and said that they didn't play their game plan they'd been practising because they were saving it for the World Cup. So maybe that played a little bit into it. Do you think it's a bit of just cheek? Like, how do you, you guys know? Like, do you, what's it like on the game? How do you go in there and go, oh, we're just going to pretend not to do this game plan? Like, yeah, I think that is crap. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, who's going to go out there and play different because they well, don't want to reveal something yeah. like you're always trying to play the win i feel like yeah i don't think game plan's the word yeah it might be okay we're not going to run these moves yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. sort of pick and choose things like okay we're not going to do the back balls or we're not going to run this set piece play because yeah. we're saving that for the world but cup and the framework's a framework that's, framework yeah, yeah. That's your implied. shape's your shape yeah you can't go yeah, into a game yeah. not practicing yeah. a shape and go we're going to run this shape because no one's going to know what they're doing and it would have been 60 yeah. i still think the wallabies played some quality football for sure I reckon half the time they don't know what to say. Like, they've just got smoke. Well, what are you meant to say? You know what I mean? Um, anyway, so hopefully they can... They should get to the semis, but, uh, yeah, time will tell. Uh, and the team I'm looking forward to seeing is Fiji. Uh, yeah. This is their best team they've had ever. Oh. Uh, exciting backline, big forwards. Yeah, well, this could be their time, Rick. Those names in that backline, all of them just 
players that you just give them the ball and you let them do what they're going to do and positive things will happen. Yeah. I think for me, the team that I think will be the biggest surprise is Fiji. Mm. Even I think, thinking back, was it the last World Cup where they versus Australia? They were on top for a little bit. Yeah. Um, their captain, I think, the flanker, goes off with a concussion and they, they start going down from there. I think this team has so much depth. If, if someone gets injured like that, they'll just keep rolling them through. Mm. I think, yeah. I just think the difference is they know how to win close games. Mm. Um, obviously, on the weekend, we see them topple England. It was 30-22. Like, that's a close game they probably let get away in previous years. And I think that sort of comes back down to a lot of them playing together for the for the Drua. We saw them upset the Crusaders. We th- I think they beat the Hurricanes as well. Mm, yep. No, no. Hurricanes or Blues, one of those teams. No, yeah, it was Hurricanes. But you get it like a... They've got a good amount of players now that have played together and sort of won those close games and had those big moments that when you get onto a sort of an international stage, it sort of flows on. I think their biggest thing will be how the 10 goes. Yeah, so um, who's going to be first choice? Volo Volo or the Munts? Volo Volo didn't make the squad. Oh, true. So their two 10s are Teddy Teller and... Oh, Teddy, yeah. Uh, Caleb Munts. Caleb Munts looks like he's got the nod. Yeah, okay. Um, he goal-kicked awesome on the weekend. He's actually a Hamilton boy. Oh, there you go. Um, so... How he goes, I think, will dictate how Fiji goes as well. Yeah. And to be fair, you don't need a 10 that's going to be the most exciting 10 mm-hmm. in that team. Yeah. You've just got to do your kicking job. Here, give it to Rad Raja. Yeah, give it to you big boys. Like, there's so much depth in that Fiji and backline that he's just got to do his job, kick his goals, kick the touch, pass to the right people, and you know that team can go a long way in this World Cup. You mentioned how the influence of the Fijian draw, that is the reason why they're so good, having them playing every week in Super Rugby level. It's a massive difference. Oh, it's huge. Like, them in a full-time environment. Mm. Like, we saw the boys that come to us, like, yeah, the things yeah. they can do. It's just, you know, and having them together, having them playing a bit more structure, that when it's time for them to have a go and time to sort of razzle it up, I don't know how they make their offload stick. No. I think we talk about it all the time. They're the hardest people to tackle. Yeah. Yeah. They've got their own sort of universal bump where they use one hand to push you off. Yeah, just when it's the down here like this. Shrug, <laughs> hey. You know all about it, eh? Oh, mate. Too many wingers with that bloody thing. The other thing is you do not want to run into them. Yeah. We've both been sort of speed bumped or hit by a Fijian and mm. doesn't feel great. Not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good talking point. Obviously, this year with Bond, we had a lot of Fijian Drua boys come in. What's your, what was it like culturally, those guys? What sort of did they bring to the team besides their ability on the field? Uh, hard to understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just happy people. Yeah. Like, I've always got along with Fijians because they're just some of the most genuine people you yeah. meet. And yeah. They come into a rugby environment, they'll sing. I think ours was Three Little Birds, mm. and they'd yeah. all be up on their feet yeah. dancing around the changing room. Like, they just bring that sort of relaxed sort of vibe. Yeah. You know, at training and stuff, they're always giggling and having fun. But then as soon as you get on the field, yeah. that sort of killer instinct mm. kicks in, and then they'll absolutely yeah, smoke someone. <laughs> and then, but then the thing is, then they'll get up and they'll be happy again. Yeah. Like, as soon as they need a job to do, they just bang, bang. And then it's like, just releases it, and they're just back there. I think Carver was good. I think sometimes um, they'd forget that they weren't playing with all the other Fijians and they'd be running the ball and the ball would just fly out. And we'd be like, oh, <laughs> all these white boys yeah, trying to catch yeah. <laughs> Literally, the ball just flying out and everyone's out. just like, what is this? This is a rugby. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so look for Fiji. Hopefully they can push to the semi. I'd love yeah. to see it. Oh, so good. Uh, next up, Georgia. Um, as you know, it's a good set piece. They beat Wales last year. Uh, a lot of top 14 guys in the squad. Um, they'll be competitive. Oh, I think they're a dangerous team. Mm. Like their scrum, 
is arguably the best in world rugby. Yeah. Um, those props sort of, I don't know if it's the, that sort of culture, they're big, built, and they're actually becoming sort of a big signing point around the world that yeah, people yeah. want Georgian props. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a hard thing to beat because if you start playing a slow game where things are breaking down, you're not sort of holding onto the ball and there's heaps of scrums, you're, you're in a bit of trouble Troubles. because yep. they, they live for it. I think I've seen a video of them against Romania or someone a couple of years ago. They had the whole scrum on skates going backwards. It went like 20 metres. Like yeah. They're just that good at scrumming. Yeah, so it would be a big test for our boys. Or, sorry, the Australian boys. Mm. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, anyway. Good see. luck, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then finally on Portugal, I don't know much about them to be honest, but we saw them last week against Aussie A. They were leading 14-12 at half time against our B Australian team. Yeah. So they're not a slouch. Yeah, I'd, it's a tough one to talk about because you don't see much yeah. about them. Yeah, I don't know anything about them. I do remember the World Cup, they played in Z and they got a drop goal and they had the biggest celebration on the field and they were down 50. So <laughs> obviously they're quite passionate about rugby yeah. and they followed up and scored a try later that game. Mm. And they probably had the biggest party out of anyone in the whole World Cup. Yeah. So I think they're passionate about their rugby and it's just a big thing for them to be at a World Cup. Mm. So I think that sort of energy will sort of lift them against games and... As you said, against Aussie A, they start close. So probably that first 20 every game, they're going to be a bit dangerous. It's just whether they can go Hold on. 80 minutes against top-tier nations. Yeah. Anyway, great to see them in action. Uh, then finally, our last pool, Pool D. Uh, we'll start with the English. They've been pretty terrible of late, <laughs> um, to be quite frank. For Napola, Owen Farrell, those suspensions. Grubs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I hope they go nowhere, <laughs> to be honest. What do you, what do you reckon, Reek? Yeah, no, I hate England. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I've got to say for them. I think, obviously, they're, they're one of those top teams as well where they'll probably end up making it semis, you, you'd you'd have to say. Mm. Uh, well, got, yeah, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about it, but yeah. Samoa and Japan, they'll, they'll push them. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, Samoa, Samoa's the best they've ever been by, by miles, mm. by miles. I think... They've got some solid halves now, and Lima Sopawanga, he's in there. Christian Lilliofana. Mate, mate, we're getting to some old. This we're is the England. Oh, oh, the gum. Oh, my bad, my bad. Little Sam Owens coming out. But just on England still, Marcus Smith, he'll be the main man, you think? Until Farrell. If Farrell at 12, and then him at 10? I think they'll go George Ford. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. In that first game. I think they got Argentina first up. Mm. And I think they, it's must win for them. Yeah. Otherwise, it puts them in sort of a hard position. And as good as Marcus Smith is, like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of of his. Yeah, I don't know if he's sort of worked out Test rugby yet. Yeah, like if you watch him play for the Quins. Oh my goodness! Oh, mm. Highlight reels. Yeah. He's like uh, he reminds me of sort of young Quade Cooper. That sort yeah. of X factor. You know yeah. what I mean? So anyway, we'll see how. If they lose, I won't be sad. But if no, they win no. games, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so just. It's still England at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly right. Um, all right, we'll go to now Samoa. Uh, Reek. Oh, are we skipping Japan? No, no, you're doing Samoa. Come on, mate. You're on edge over there. Jesus. Uh, yeah, as you said, it stacked back line. Plenty of playmakers. Yeah. So it could be their year. I think that's the difference. Um, some, oh, with almost all those Polynesian teams, they're finally getting some good experience halves in there and they've got the talent. They've got the talent out wide and they've got the size and the forward packs. I think... Samoa is the one who's just really skyrocketed from where where they had used to be, and I think they they could create some upsets. Yeah, I reckon they fully believe they can target those quarters. Oh, hundred percent. Lilia Fano, Savawanga, Duncan Payawa, UJ Sassini, like 
That 10, 12, 13 is yeah. real good. Unreal. World class. What, what do they do, you reckon? That who, Who's 10? Obviously, Lima? Or he Lima. Was 15? Yeah. Like, I think Lima was one of the hardest done rugby players in NZ. Yeah. He was, but he was stuck behind Bowden Barrett and Aaron Cruden. Yeah. But he was probably, there was a season, I think it was that sort of 2015 for the Landers, 2016, where yeah. he was arguably the best 10 in that Super Rugby comp that yeah. year. Um, so he's a quality footballer. I knew he had a little bit of issues when he was at Wasp for a bit, mm. where he probably had a bit of a form slump, but he sort of come back and bounce back for that. And I think he's obviously the key. But the thing I most like about Samoa with the players they've had come in is you've had quality players sort of throughout the team. You've got like Charlie Falmoina up front, yeah. uh, Stephen Luatua, George Tafua. Like these are all ex-All Blacks and all world-class players who still are quite young. They left pretty early um, on in their careers in NZ, so they're sort of that early 30s, late late 20s and Probably this is their chance to have a good crack for their home nation. Mm. And I think Samoa is one of the proudest nations you'll come across. So I yep. think they'll be scary. And I think if I'm in Argentina or in England, I'm playing my top team every time I play them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, anything else you want to add there, Ray? Oh, no, no. That was good? Yeah. <laughs> nothing else. 685. <laughs> 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 uh, then Argentina, uh, they are looking the goods under Michael Checker. Building really nicely. They beat Australia. They were competitive against the Springboks. They'll be strong again. The, the back five of their forward pack mm. has got to be one of the best there is going around. Yeah. And scary. Like, they're big. They run hard. They hit hard. Um, obviously, Checker's probably a bit underappreciated, I reckon, as a coach. Yeah. He took the Wallabies in 2015 to obviously a World Cup final. Um, didn't have the best run, sort of that back end of his Wallabies career. But he sort of looks like he's turned Argentina around. And I think there'll be a threat in that pool, if not top the pool. Yeah. Depending on how which uh, version of England... Turns up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't count past them. I think they'll be looking looking good and sitting pretty. Sort of come that back end of pool play. Yeah. Do you reckon they can top it? Do you reckon they will top the pool, Ree? What do you reckon? <sighs> that pool is so hard. Eh? All yeah. these pools are so competitive. Like yeah. like we said, like mm. those those middle tier nations have really stepped up and and they could beat anyone. Yeah. So, I just think that first game yep. against England, Noah and Farrell, Nova and Apollo, I yeah, think that, that will, yeah. that's the game where they'll probably get up because yeah. England's not at full strength and that will sort of give them that boost into the top of the pool. But then again, they could also lose to a Samoa or a Japan and it sort of throws a spanner in the works. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Uh, next up, Japan. Uh, also, they were the 2019 hosts. I feel like Japan's a team everyone just loves to support everyone oh. around them. Uh, obviously, you've plenty of Aussies in there. Dil yeah. Riley, Ben Gunter, Jack Cornelson. Uh, how do you see them, Ray? Um Japan... Yeah, I, th- I think from that time that they beat South Africa at the World Cup, yeah. just everyone, like you said, everyone just wants them to do well. And I think the rugby over there is just keeps getting better and better and better. But I think still in this pool, I think it'll be tough for them to, you know, continue to, to get out of it. Yeah, um, you guys, know, you guys know Dill well, Wiley. I you played a lot with him, didn't you? First fifteen with Dill at TSS. Yeah. So him and Benny Gunter, I've sort of had quite a bit yeah, to yeah. deal with. What do you made of Dill's journey? Oh, unreal. The improvement he's had, mm. like, to be a world-class 13 is, you know, you don't really see players improve that much sort of at school. He was just a freak athlete, yep. um, super quick, and then the little subtleties he's added to his game, like his little kicks in behind he's mm. gotten real good at, yeah. his ball skills, and even defensively, uh, there's been such big improvements being sort of under Robbie Deans at Panasonic that he is a world-class centre, and I think he'd be probably be talked about more if he was playing on the Wallabies or yep. if he was playing for South Africa or whatever. 
sort of team he was playing for. I just think, you know, Japan, everyone's favourites, but you never really consider a Japanese player a world-class, mm. world-class player. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's got all the physical assets and he's gotten massive. Mm. Remember when he came yeah, back to Bond, might have been midway through this year? I, was, I reckon he's at least one, 110. Yeah, he's fucking jacked. He's a big boy. <laughs> um, I guess that's another story of Australian rugby, not getting talent. Didn't the Reds offer him some I know, pretty measly contract and then Dean's sorted him up? Do you know the story around, around that? Uh, I don't know 100% of the story. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to yeah, speculate. Yeah. Let's get some of, rumors. Yeah, let's yeah, get some rumors. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Reds actually offered him 200 grand, but Panasonic was like <laughs> one mil straight <laughs> off the bat. So. Sounds about right. Uh, do, you, do you think <laughs> if he's in the Wallabies in Australian Super Rugby, do you reckon he's like a 13 for Australia? Like, is he that level yet or not? Like, would he be challenging? You could tell. Who's the 13 we have? Like, Patea. Patea, sorry. Um, I can even be challenging. Yeah, he's definitely challenging. Because yeah. the thing with Dill, too, is he's versatile enough to play on the wing. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like, and he's obviously a big winger with speed. I I definitely think he's in that framework. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kicking as well, like you said, that would definitely be yeah. putting, uh, putting him a step, you know, in there as well. Yeah, because who is the third? They've got, obviously, Parisi and... Patea going into this World Cup. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, if Ikatel back doing his rehab with his shoulder, yeah, it'll you'd, you'd sort of look and think if you switch them in different teams, I don't think Dill looks out of nah, place. Nah. So, yeah, I, I could probably be Karevi, uh, Jordi Patea, won't it? 12 13. I think. Is that the best we've got? I think. I'm assuming so, but again, who knows what Eddie's thinking. Yeah, time will tell. Um, all righty, and then rounding out uh, pool number D is Chile, their first World Cup. Uh, that'll just be fun to watch here, I reckon. Yep. Won't be challenging anyone, but should be just. Happy to be there. Couple drop goals, maybe. <laughs> Facts. I'd love to see them get like a full field try. Oh, I feel like when USA, when that guy burnt Habana, I think it was 07 and it was the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Nguyen. Yeah. Hey, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. his research. Mate, eh? nah, no, rugby away. Rugby away. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. He was first man on the team yeah, shoot every time uh, after that. That yeah, 98 speed. You've heard Habana talk about it. He obviously hates it because everyone brings it up. Yeah. So you've got to get smoked. Um, but Chile, Argentina, that game, like the passion in that would be pretty cool, I think. Oh, yeah, those countries. Mm. They love it. You see them when the national anthem's playing. Yeah. It's, They're all crying. It's so good. Passion. Um, all right, so that's our pools preview. So now we'll sort of get into some some bold predictions about what we think. Uh, obviously, we've all seen the bracket situation. Um, do, you, do you want to run through, run through our brackets each, what we're sort of thinking? Um, so who I guess who tops each pool? Um, so, yeah, who tops pool B for you, Tyler? Pool B. Oh, sorry, Pool A was Pool A. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go France. Okay. Yeah. Just I think opening night, uh, World Cup at home. New Zealand sort of lost quite a few of their Ford pack going into that first game. Um, sort of no Retallic, no Tyrell Lomax. Uh, what else is missing? Oh, Shannon Frizzell. Oh, I just think we're sort of a bit light in that Ford pack, and I think um, yeah. I think France gets the nod that first game and tops the pool with New Zealand coming in second. Uh, pool B, look, I can't go past South Africa and Ireland if I'm using my brain, but I, I do think Scotland, if Finn Russell, as I said before, has a game, can push into that second spot. So I think, what does that mean? I think uh, I think Ireland topped that pool. I think they're just on a mission, yep. ready to go. I, I don't think they'll get beaten up by South Africa's forward pack. Which means you're going to get a New Zealand Ireland sort of. That's quarter final. Quarter final. You're predicting, yeah. Yeah, and then quarter final one, France, South Africa. Uh, pool C, I think we're going to go Australia, Fiji. I think Australia topped the pool. Yeah. I think they get that first win, all the sort of pressures relieved, and 
they start playing good footy and for 80 minutes rather than sort of the 20, 50, 60 minute performances we've put in. Yeah, then Fiji in second. And then I'm going to go Argentina. England's going to flop. And we're going to get Samoa in too. Hey, there we go. That's cool. That, that's probably the boldest prediction I'm going to get. So you've so you got Argentina topping and Samoa too. Samoa too. There we go. I hope you're right. Oh, I, I, I just so don't too. think Owen Farrell coming back. I think it's going to be too late. I yeah. think I lost to Argentina, which I'm predicting for the first game. For England's just going to rattle their cage a little bit. Yeah. So what does that set your quarterfinals out there? Uh, they'll be winner of Pool C, so they'll be Australia versus Samoa. Samoa, yeah. So you'd expect Australia to go through to the semi there. And then quarterfinal three, who did I put winning? It'd be Argentina. Argentina and Fiji. Fiji. And I'll give Fiji the nod there. I think Fiji makes the semis. Fiji in the semis, there we go. Um, Q3? Uh, no, the other, what are we looking at? Uh, oh, quarter two. you got Ireland and New Zealand, isn't it? Uh, I'm just going to shout out Ronan Cuppy. I'm sorry, bros. This is where Ireland lose again. <laughs> Go on in the quarters. Go on in the quarters. I think there'll be too much pressure for them in that quarterfinal. That they'll obviously be up for it and they'll come out firing, but we saw the last sort of quarterfinal um, Ireland played in Zealand. I think it was by 50. Yeah. And I'm expecting that New Zealand to get the nod there. So New Zealand go through. So what are they? They'll be quarterfinal two. And finally, France versus Africa, I think you've got. That's a tough one. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the French the nod on, on home soil. On home soil, I just I had France sort of as my prediction sort of early on yep. before the injuries, so I think they'll still be strong. So that gives us quarterfinal four. So we have France versus Fiji. Fiji in the semi. That's where Fiji's run probably ends. Yeah. And then quarterfinal. You got semi Australia versus New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah, Australia NZ. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aussie man. By how many? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I just think there's such a. I don't know if it's an aura or something's going on with Aussie at the moment that they just can't get that nod over NZ. I don't know if it's not intimidation, but it has been so long that there's so much pressure on them to do it that it sort of just messes with everyone's minds. It gives us an NZ France final, which I really don't want to make a prediction on. You're going to have to. I've got to go off the heart. I gotta go NZ. NZ. We're, we're winning four. We're putting ourselves back where we belong. Yep, top on go. top. There we go. TC with the All Blacks taking it out, and now Mr. Stowers. What do you reckon, my friend? Um, let's, go, let's go pool A. Who tops it? New Zealand. Uh, France number two. Yeah, France number two. Oh, that's so hard. Like, like you said, home soil first game for France. But oh, I don't know. I, I think I'm thinking too much with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, nah, nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. New Zealand wins, tops Pool A, France second. So then down to Pool B. I think I'm gonna have to go with South Africa topping that as well, and then Ireland second there. And so who does it? Who does that leave us? So Pool C, who you just got topping it? Pool C. Australia tops it. Fiji as well. I agree with, and then Pool D go with. I really don't want England to make the quarterfinal, but I think they will. Do you reckon they top it? Yeah, I think that they top it, and I think Argentina goes through, unfortunately. Okay, so what is well, so let me do the, <coughs> the math on that. So Q, yeah. quarter one, we'll see Australia versus, you got Argentina? Australia versus Argentina, and I think Australia will be Argentina there. Okay, so then Q2, you've got, um, who would you say then? Q2. We got winner Pool B is South Africa. Yes. There's runner up Pool A, France. Ooh. That'd be a cracker. That's a game. Yeah. I hope, oh we, I hope we see this. 
I think France. I think France beat South Africa there. Bang. Okay. Uh, Q3, you have Fiji versus England. I think that Fiji, they got them already. They? Yeah, they beat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back them again. I'll do it again. Which I don't think England go in underprepared, though. Mm. I think they know they've already lost, which yeah. makes it tough, too. So you got, pick one. Oh, I hate England. <laughs> go with your heart. Go with my heart. Yeah. Fiji. Fiji, there I we go. That to the side of the draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So there we go. Fiji make it through. And then Australia the final. make it through. And the final quarter is you've got Ireland versus uh, France. Um, wait. No. NZ. NZ. Ireland versus sorry. NZ. Yeah. You know who's winning. Bye bye, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that leads you to a semi final. You've got, uh, who'd you say? You've got New Zealand. Yep. Versus. South Africa, I think. No, it'll be... France. No, no, the France. Wait, wait, wait. How does this cross over? It's, it's pull... Who was your quarter one? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Quarter one. Australia, isn't it? Yep, yep, Australia. New Zealand, Australia in the semi. Is, so who you got there? <laughs> Do you really have to ask? Well... Yeah. <laughs> you put the blitters low on the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yep. Bye-bye, Australia. Sorry, non <laughs> And then semi, Fiji versus... Springboks, did you say? Yeah. Fiji versus... No, nah, France. Oh, I think. France, sorry. Yeah. Fiji versus France. France too good. And then the final. Same result. Is that the same final you had? Yeah. Yeah, we're the same semis. Same... Oh, same then, top four. Yeah, same and top then, four. So the All Blacks, they get it done, you tell me? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because this is probably the least confident I've been. Mm. But, but it's still. just sort of... A game can get... Like, that left side of the draw is so competitive, but you just sort of... Bro, this is all just guesswork, literally. This yeah. is all Matt, you're an expert on the podcast, right? You know your shit, right? <laughs> I reckon whoever's got the most best mates wins. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, like, it's all about team chemistry, and if you're a really good mate, it makes it so much easier. For a bit of context, people listening to this, every interview I did with this bloke this year, and on stand, it would always say, oh, we're good mates, that's why we play yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, lovely. It um, didn't work in the finals. Oh, oh. No. I didn't bring it up. But anyway. <laughs> uh, all righty, so for me, I've got... Uh, France topping the pool in pool A, New Zealand second. I've got Ireland topping pool B, Springboks second. Australia, Fiji in pool C. And I've got Argentina and England mm-hmm. for pool D. So that gives me Q1, Australia versus England. I'm going to go Australia to win. Q2, I've got Ireland versus New Zealand. I'm going to go Ireland. New Zealand gone, Should we mate. leave this podcast? New Zealand gone the quarters, mate. They you think? Yeah, they're gone, mate. They can't play in, in France. They always That's strike. a very bold prediction. That's what we do here. Yep. Uh, Q3, Argentina versus Fiji. I'm going to go Argentina. Uh, Q4, France versus South Africa. I'm going to go France. So my semis are Australia versus Ireland and Argentina versus France. Australia loses to Ireland. Uh, oh. Yeah, Australia, they suck. Uh, <laughs> and then Argentina versus France. France to win. Ireland, France, grand final. And they got the Irish. Johnny Sexton and the boys. Can I, can I ask, how much has Ronan paid you to say this? No, no, yeah. I believe they're playing, yeah. playing six to one, mate. Bit Let me see your phone. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how we go. Hopefully, Irish can get it done. I'd love to see it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Ireland win. I just World think it'd be Cup. good for World Rugby, you know? Like, I I also think the party that have. Can you imagine? I, I'm not picking teams on the party that have if they won, but they probably. It sounds like you are. Sounds like yeah. they're probably up there. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, I'd like to be part of that party. <laughs> we'll fly to Ireland. We'll fly to Ireland podcast trip if they mate, win the World Cup. Reach out. Yeah, funded uh, by... Alrighty, so these boys have got the Kiwis winning. I got the Irish. Um, what's the biggest upset game? What's the game where, you know, we like the, the Japan Springboks game? Who who gets knocked off in the world, shocks the world? Um, I actually put a couple... Like I, uh, it's hard to pick an upset game because there's... There's many. 
there's not like a chili beating a true yeah yeah. Well, like give me give me what you think. I, I I had down here sort of I think Tonga gets the job done against Scotland. Okay, yeah. Do my one yep. or like I had Scotland getting up maybe against SA, but then Tonga gets Scotland. Mm-hmm. Like I think Tonga will win one game, and if I was Tonga targeting a game, it'd be that Scotland game where they can sort of upset a team and sort of yeah play with it. Bit of extra pride to win that one game, or then the other one was maybe a Samoa over Argentina. Okay, yeah, yeah. So those are the games I was sort of looking at. Um, yeah. Ray? Well, I sort of had Fiji, but after talking about it, it's not really. A yeah, well, you saying semi finals. Yeah. But, but still, it will be, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think that Fiji could beat Australia. Sad, but yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that Fiji could beat Australia. Possibly lose to Wales. Australia beats everyone else. Still top support. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Smart. Uh, um, Does the process work? I don't, yeah, let's just go with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, yeah, I reckon uh, Samoa can beat England. I can that. It could be on the cards. That would be amazing. Yeah, I hope that does happen. Um, I reckon... What else we got? I reckon Japan potentially could beat one of these, like one of these teams. You know what I mean? They can do it again. I don't know how that looks like. Jamie Joseph, mate. Yeah, he never write a mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you ever coach by him? No, cross but um, oh, he good things. Never cross paths, but him and I think Tony Brown's still involved. Oh yeah, but Tony Brown probably after Wayne Smith is considered one of the greatest minds, sort of in the rugby. Like his yeah. attack philosophy and some of the plays he can bring out. Like they were Highlanders, eh? They were both Highlanders when they won and sort of Against lost the all their stars. <laughs> Somehow lost all their stars, lost like Manonu, Tony Woodcock, all those guys. Marty Banks. And then they come in. The legend. With, <laughs> the legend. Yeah. Barracuda, mate. Yeah, the Barracuda. Like they come in with all these sort of niche players and they win just yeah. off sort of Tony Brown's attacking philosophy mm. and sort of Jamie Joseph's ability as a head coach to motivate players. So mm. I do agree with that. And uh, who's the biggest disappointment? Which team? I've got one who's not in the World Cup. Like I'm quite disappointed in USA. Yeah. Like... For me, they True. start this big MLR comp, and I don't know if they went about it the wrong way and brought in too many overseas players. Mm. Like, I love how they brought the draft system into it. Like They had a real opportunity to grow the sport and sort of grow the, their sort of national team, and I, I don't know what's happened there. Well, they're hosting World Cup 2032, yeah. I think, or 2031 or something. Yeah, so they're hosting a World Cup now, and I, I don't know what's gone wrong because their comp looks relatively strong. Yeah. It's just whether they've maybe brought in too many overseas players and key positions and haven't grown their sort of homegrown talent. Yeah, something's wrong there. But in terms of teams in the World Cup, biggest disappointment. I think it's going to be the teams that drop out in the quarters in that in that left side of the draw. Mm. If New Zealand lose in the quarters, disappointment. Yeah. France yeah, lose, disappointment. Yeah. Ireland lose. Like, yeah, it'll be one of those four big, teams where we'll be going, that was a disappointment, but it's kind of harsh at the same time because yeah, world top it's four tough, yeah. is this right is there. Unreal. Yeah, this is... But hopefully England. Yeah, I agree. I reckon England's yeah. going to be the because dis- you know the English, the English media they're going to just going to rip them apart. Uh, Borthwick just hasn't got it right. It's not coming home. No, nah, it's not coming home <laughs> at all. Uh, so yeah, I reckon England there's going to be terrible. Uh, Ray, do you want any teams you reckon's going to? No, I'm hoping for England as well. You know? Yeah, yeah, they suck. Uh, all right, so who's going to be the standout player? Who's going to be the one that stands up and goes, "Wow, this guy's fucking the man." I got one. Go on, Mark Talia. Yeah, yeah I love him, man. I love him. He yeah. is give him the ball, let let him run, step, mm. do anything. He, he's just slippery, bro. Yeah, like he's literally just slippery. He just slips through. If NZ do well, yeah, they'll be talking about how good of a winger he is. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. For me, I've sort of mentioned the Italian fullback. 
Oh yeah, I think yeah. he'll be one. I'm not a lot of people probably know who he is. Yeah, and now he's on a world stage, and they're going, they're about "Look to at this down. guy go." Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Semi Red Roger. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a good one. I just think if we're saying Fiji is going to go as far as we think they are, yeah, it's going to be off the back of him at 12 and yeah. doing the things we saw him doing for Para back in the day. Mm. So yeah, I'll go Semi Red Roger. Uh, for me, obviously, I'm all on the Irish. So I reckon, uh, I reckon Mac Hansen. He's gonna. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is, but I reckon this is the moment where he fucking just delivers. Yeah. And he's a real absolute guy. Um. So that's sort of our our World Cup preview. So next week it'll be just me and Tyler. Um. We'll be run through all our picks for the week one. So I won't see you next week. So I need to get some uh, some picks for the opening mm. sort of round. Just so, I know we haven't seen teams and stuff, but just to give me an insight. Um. Obviously, next Saturday morning, France first, New Zealand first up. Who you got? Uh, Ray winning that. I've got New Zealand. I think after the loss that they've had, I think they really clean it up. And it's so tough to call, though, France. Yeah. Home World Cup. But, yeah, I think New Zealand, they really clean it up after that shocking performance that they had. Uh, the other big ones on the schedule, England versus Argentina. Where do you lean there? My hatred for England. I just, I just don't <laughs> want them to win. I can't. I'm too emotional with this. Um... I think, well, yeah, Argentina. Like Tyler said, they got players out for the the first game, and I think Argentina will be up for that. And that's not a team that you have to ask to get up for a game. So yeah, uh, hopefully another red card for England too. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Just keep them, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Just add on to give it. Them the Play of twelve. Uh, Springboks versus Scotland. Springboks in Scotland. Springboks definitely. Yeah, uh, and then France finally, and Scotland, uh, this is going to be a probably absolute crack at Wales versus Fiji next Monday. <sighs> Well, like I said, if I'm going from what I previously said, I yep. think Wales have to beat Fiji for Fiji to beat Australia and Australia to still top that pool. Okay. But I want Fiji to win. Same. <laughs> How's uh, Wales having a captain that's only had 11 caps, though? Yeah, thoughts? I just think it's going to cost them in big games. I think, yeah, actually, there's a disappointment team, I forgot to mention. I Wales. Wales, they will struggle. Yeah. That's what was his name, Jack Morgan? Yeah. Like, quality football, He's obviously, covers player. all three positions in the back row, but... I just think um, having a captain that inexperienced could cost them in games like the games against Fiji. Mm. Uh, alrighty, so time will tell. So next week, just be me and Tyler. We'll run through all our game picks, uh, do some against the spread picking, some try scoring options, uh, plenty of that. But in the meantime, that's our full Rugby World Cup preview. Thank you for listening. If you like uh, what you're hearing over the next sort of two months, like and subscribe to the podcast feed. It all helps rate us five stars. Uh, any closing comments, boys? Looking forward to this next few months. Go the All Blacks. Yep, go the All Blacks. And if you don't watch rugby, this is the World Cup to watch, definitely. Yeah, great chat. And we'll have all the coverage here on the Media Vintage Sports Network. Thank you once again, and we'll uh, see you next week.